Hello and welcome to the Fran Lung Podcast. Uh, the CrossFit Open is done, quarterfinals start tomorrow, so thought it'd be a good point to look back on the CrossFit Open uh, and just see some takeaways that I see from the CrossFit Open. With the introduction of quarterfinals and semifinals in the season structure, personally I don't see a lot with the CrossFit Open and to determining who the fittest on earth are, but I do think there are some takeaways each year that we can look at and kind of follow through the rest of the season um, to see just how things progress towards the fittest on earth. So I got 10 of those um, wanted to run through, um, just a fun, fun to reflect and um, some things to follow throughout the season. So number one, uh, Paige Powers is legit. Uh, we saw Paige Powers win Wadapalooza and talk about just all the confidence and uh, that she did earn and experience through there, um, showing that she did you know, fit in with the elites and, you know, obviously winning Wadapalooza, one of the biggest off-season competitions is definitely reflective of that. You know, flashback to last year, uh, Paige Powers, she qualified out of Atlas, which was, you know, realistically was the weakest of the North American semifinals for the women, at least. Uh, she had two event wins on her way to a second place finish, finished 25th at the Games last year. Um, pretty much, or fairly unremarkable as far as a game's performance goes. Like, she was there. She averaged about a 23rd place finish in the games. Had one top 10, so nothing nothing really spectacular stood out from a performance standpoint. But again, like, she was there as a 20-year-old. So, impressive performance for her. So, it'll be interesting to see her growth after the Open where she finished second overall. Uh, behind Mal O'Brien. So to see that leap, uh, you know, from making it to the games, finishing 25th, winning Wadapalooza, finishing second in the Open, I think that sets her up great for this year. And to me, she's probably, you know, the most likely favorite for most improved at Madison. So we'll see if this success for Powers can continue out through the rest of the season. Second up on the list, uh, Sam Corney is back, back as an individual at least. Uh, so last time we saw him on as an individual was 2021 CrossFit Games, where he finished 23rd. It was his third games, um, his best in-person finish, and he was 20th in the online formats in 2020. And then last year took a one-year hiatus to train with Froning on Mayhem Freedom on their way to the first place victory on the team side. So interesting, Cornier is back. Finished sixth place in the open, so again, he is he is an elite talent in the field. I just for me, I'm not really ready to kind of proclaim that he will be top ten or top ten option at Madison this year. When you look back to his last seasons as an individual, um, he finished ninth, twelfth, and seventh in the open from 2019 to 2021. So again, like he he excels in the open, you know three. I guess top 12 finishes in three years in a row. Um, so it definitely shows there. Yeah, I guess he has been top 55 years in running, or potentially six. Um, I think he was 44th last year um, as a team athlete, so not as much pressure for the Open. But again, he is back in the individual fields. He definitely will play a role um, in the North America East uh, semifinal, which is going to be super tough. Uh, but, you know, Tony is back from an individual standpoint. Third up, uh, we got what is up with Guy. So another mayhem athlete here from uh, talking about the the Open. So Guy Maros finished 421st in the Open. Uh, so 
again, not as much pressure in the open, but just, you know, how he did it really stands out to me. So uh, we have one of the most explosive athletes in the sport, um, finishing 5,364th in 23.2A and 636 in 2B. So again, like this is a guy who won the sprint event two years ago for him to do shuttle or shuttle yeah, shuttle sprints and burpee pull-ups um, shouldn't be an issue. So for him to see a 5,000-plus finish there um, doesn't really seem something is, is off. Like A lot of the athletes were in the 1,000s range, so to see um, somebody who excels in sprint events finish you know, outside the top 5,000, I'm surprising there. And then you know the most explosive lifter in the sport finished 636th in a one-rep max event. So again, like really surprising to see those results. Uh, he had an 85th in 23.1 and a 9th in 23.3. So, you know, maybe this was a wake up call for him in 20 uh, to and really or showed he really shined in 23.3, but you know, something just just curious what is up with Guy. Like this is a guy who burst onto the scene 2 years ago with a 7th at the CrossFit Games, had a couple or I think it was three event wins. Goes to train in Cookville um, with returning the Mayhem crew, really expected you know that big jump, and for him to be a podium contender last year, uh, ended up seeing him fall three spots to tenth, and really needed two event wins in the final four events to really save that weekend, or else it could have been a, a low teens finish. So um, for that to happen, you know he was pretty open about not really training while his visa issues got worked out, which again like he was lagging at Wadapalooza kind of dropped the ball here in the second week of the Open. You know, he needs need to turn it around if he is going to be that top 10 talent. And, you know, none of the other competitors took off the fall, um, you know, while he, he did. So uh, he, needs, he needs to see something for him to really prove to me at this point that he is an elite contender. So, you know, hopefully he can turn around in semifinals and quarterfinals, not just his 421st finish in the Open, but he's also 33rd in South America. So if this was a direct qualifier up to semifinals, he would be on the outside looking in. So uh, hopefully he can turn around because he is exciting to watch, but um, I'm not expecting really big things for him just based off of how the last six months have gone for Guy. Next up, uh, North America East from a, I guess, semifinal region um, is stacked um, from a strength standpoint. So out of the top 100 from the Open, 39 men uh, were in the top 100 from North America East and 30 of the top 100 women for all, were also North America East. Some of these are, are team athletes, but, you know, for the most part, um, that's a pretty strong showing given the other... Uh, the other regions that are out there, it'll be interesting to see how the game spots do play out for this region, just because uh, even with the worldwide rankings and how it goes, uh, if this representation from the Open was to carry forward to game spots, um, 30%, which is what the women showed, uh, would be 12 game spots, you know, to be 39% of the game spots, which is what the men were for the Open rankings, that'd be, you know, 16 game spots. I just don't see with the worldwide ranking how that is going to happen. So you're going to have some pretty talented athletes in North America East miss out on the games this year. So um, it will be exciting to watch, especially if they do get over 10 tickets. You're really going to have 
two different heats that matter uh, on the final day of competition to see who does make their way to Madison. So uh, it's, it'll be fun to see how this plays out in quarterfinals. Next up, um, so back to back to back, top 50 finishes. Uh, finishing in the, the top 50 of the CrossFit Open uh, is obviously difficult um, given the the number of athletes and the, the elite number of people in the field. Uh, but it's interesting to see 21 athletes have made their way into the top 53 years in a row. So uh, with on the men's side, or women's side, um, it's Amanda Barnhart, Andrea Nisler, Brooke Wells, Caroline Prevo, Chloe Gavin-David, Elena Cartella-Sanjua, Ellie Turner, Emma McQuaid, Emma Tall, Gabrielle Magala, Mal O'Brien, and Cindy Michalishan. And then on the men's side, a bit of a shorter list, but Alice Kudelist, Colton Mertens, Jay Crouch, Jason Hopper, Jeffrey Adler, Sam Cornier, Scott Tetlow, Spencer Patrick, and Tyler Christoffel. So, um, you know, props to them for making up in the top 53 years in a row. Um, really impressive to see that elite level of consistency year over year for that group. Number six, uh, so team cha team champions. Uh, so, you know, following in the footsteps of Mal O'Brien, Emma Carey, and Emma Lawson, who all made it to the CrossFit Games as a 17-year-old. Uh, on the Open this year, Olivia Kerstetter, uh, reigning fittest teen on earth for the 16- and 17-year-old division, finished 82nd in the Open. Uh, and then 16-year-old uh, Lucy McGonigal, who's the reigning fittest teen for the 14- and 15th division, finished 84th in the Open. So really impressed and finished by both youngsters to finish top 100 in the Open. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how... It goes for them as they advance through quarterfinals and semifinals, I believe, this year, that it is possible to do both the age group as well as the individual field. So um, hopefully we are able to see at least Kerstetter progress uh, to the semifinals this year. She did show fairly well at Wadapalooza, so um, it'll be fun to see how she transitions this year. And, you know, maybe again, we see that 17-year-old phenom in Madison this year. All right, uh, number seven on the list. Um, it's always interesting to me to see the difference between the men and the women, um, at least from an elite level in the CrossFit Open. Uh, the women tend to do better, um, certainly against the field. I think that a lot of it shows due to the, the strength component of the CrossFit Open and the events. But, you know, looking at it um, from the elite, the elite of the elite, I guess, the top 10 of the 2020 CrossFit Games, uh, the seven women who are competing this year averaged a 43rd place finish, while um, five out of seven of them finished in the top 25. On the other hand, the men, um, the, those top 10 athletes from the games last year, they averaged a 98th place finish in the Open, with only three athletes finishing in the top 25. They actually had, you know, three athletes who finished outside the top 100, uh, where there's only one woman who finished outside the top 100 there so again interesting perspective to see how the you know, lead on the women's side and the lead on the men's side compare uh, at something like the crossfit open then next up uh, the teams will be fun to watch um, so far this year so super teams are back or just you know more lax uh, affiliate cup rules uh, mayhem freedom is no more with you know rich um, retiring from that competition. So I think that the field is wide open, which has attracted a lot of people to the team space. Uh, and then just in the open itself. Um, so of the uh, confirmed team athletes, obviously, I'm sure there's 
going to be more, but um, there's 11 confirmed team athletes who finished in the top 50 of the CrossFit Open. So again, like to see that level of athlete, um, or though that level of athletes, I should say, since so many of them will be going team, um, it's really going to make it from an interesting team competition. I think it'll be fun to watch in semifinals as we have a more competition on there, especially in North America, uh, but then also in the games, since it should be pretty wide open with you know, podium finishers of Victus and Oslo Blue, um, but then a whole bunch of newcomers with, you know, Proven and um, the different Mayhem groups and um, out, the other teams out there. So uh, it should be fun to watch, but to see those level of competitors finish in the open um, really shapes up the season nicely for teams. All right, uh, almost finished here. Um, number nine, um, Sarah Singman-Sutter. Um, has always been somebody who has dominated the open, so she had three victories in four years uh, within the CrossFit Open. So um, really impressive there, but then kind of had that setback with her torn ACL a couple years ago. Finished 184th in the Open, which, you know, by itself isn't really that concerning, um, considering, you know, Laura Horvath was 185th. So um, some elite people in that same type of ballpark for the finish. But what struck out for me for this is Sigmund Sutter competed this past weekend at the UAE Storm competition. Uh, so for me to see Sigmund Sutter, who's you know battled back the last couple of years, trying to get back to the games, do a competition in the one week between the Open and quarterfinals um, is odd. Like to put your season at risk given everything she has gone through over the past couple of years. So just it's really surprising to see her make that choice. At this point in the year, so she dominated. She won all eight events, so swept the field. I think there was twelve or thirteen elite women, so uh, not a super deep field. There was some past games athletes there. I think Cartella, uh, um, Elena Cartella, was there. So there was some competition, but just it just seems odd uh, that you know, somebody who has focus on getting back to the games makes that choice. And then last up. Uh, CrossFit, can we implement a new rule for online competitions? Um, a lot of noise has been made about uh, the lifters in 23.2b who put up a giant thruster but you know didn't do week one of the Open, didn't do week three. Uh, I think there was somebody who finished top 20 on the men's side who did two burpee pull-ups and just kind of hung out for 15 minutes before they did their thrusters. Uh, while you know, it's cool to see these people put up big numbers, uh, it really kind of ruins the spirit of the competition as well as just really throws off the leaderboard for people who do take it serious and are looking to advance the next level of competition. It's not just this open past couple years in quarterfinals you've seen guys do massive lifts in the front squad or the other total and then just not do any of the other other events or other competitions. So you know CrossFit do yourself a favor make a rule that just invalidates these scores if they don't complete all the events you know, give them an opportunity to compete, but uh, don't reward them for only showing up for one out of three weeks. Um, make your lives easier. Make everybody who's trying to advance to the next level happier. And really, it'll just eliminate a lot of the noise in the CrossFit space. You know, I think for a lot of people, their their favorite thing to do besides CrossFit is complain about CrossFit. So um, at least gives them an opportunity, or it takes away this opportunity for them to um, complain about it and, you know, just brings the athletes who are taking it serious, puts them in the limelight. So with that, um, those are 10 of the takeaways I did have from the CrossFit Open this year. 
Uh, make sure you give us a follow on Instagram at FranLungAdalytics. Um, if you have any stats that you want to dive into, check out FranLung.com. Have a whole bunch of stats or athlete pages at this point. I think we have you know, close to 6,000 different athletes and their elite profiles in one spot. So you can see games, open, quarterfinals, semifinals, you know, off-season events like Wadapalooza, Rogue, Dubai, and Down Under. A um, whole bunch of competitions there. So really all the, the stats you're looking for for athletes in one spot. So whenever you have curious about how somebody did, check out friendlung.com. It's your best source for that. Uh, and with that, um, follow along with us in quarterfinals. Um, we'll be posting stats and updates throughout the week uh, on our mediums there. So with that, thanks for listening and have a great day.